title of the sermon today is The Suffering Servant. You heard Rod read from Isaiah 53. And the very last part of that last verse, Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, By his stripes we are healed. There is a... There is a uh, man that was that me and Marilyn saw when we went to Weimar for the Emotional Intelligence Conference back um, January or February, and uh, his name is Ray Conniff, and and he has written a book, The Hidden Half of the Gospel. And when we hear the gospel, we always hear that Jesus died for our sins and He rose again, and that we have we have. Um, We have assurance of salvation, that Jesus is our righteousness, Christ our righteousness. But here it says, by his stripes we are healed. And um, Christ's suffering on the cross, Christ's suffering in Gethsemane, Christ's suffering through his time on earth was all there to help us to understand that he is with us when we suffer. You know, in heaven, when, uh, when the creation began, because God is love, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, because God is love, the, uh, and they created the angelic host, in order to be love, you have to allow choice. You, uh, you don't uh, like we got two mar- two weddings tomorrow. We don't just go say, "Okay, you, I'm marrying you." And by the way, I got this gun, so you're going to show up. You know, love is choice. You find someone that your that your heart draws you to, and and so love is choice, and and, and because of choice, we can choose the wrong way. And, and because of Satan's lies, we, our suffering compounds. You know, sometimes we suffer because of a mistake we made ourselves. Sometimes we suffer just because we're in the wrong place at the wrong time. A drunken driver crosses the yellow line and hits you head on. That wasn't your fault. But you suffer, you may die from that. So... So the, um, the first verse here comes from Revelation 12, verse 9. It says, so, great, so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So uh, we're the lucky planet that got Satan cast out to us. And... Uh, um, and he told lies to Eve in the garden, and and uh, Eve believed him. And Satan is telling lies all the time right now. You know God's character, God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. The character is love, not not that he is loving. He is love. Everything he does is love. In um, 
the next verse you see here, uh, it says, Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the field, tares of the field. And he answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angel. So Jesus didn't take any credit for the pain and suffering in this world. He said the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Deceived by Satan, we all fall. We all sin. It wasn't just Adam and Eve. Um, So what was Jesus' mission? In Luke 4, verse 18 and 21, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So we, we read the, of the miracles, the healings, um, Jesus listening to those that others wouldn't. You know, he was, the, the, uh, the Pharisees are saying, why is he sitting at the table with sinners? You know, if, if he was sitting at their table, he would have still been sitting with sinners, wouldn't he? You know, <laughs> we're all sinners. <laughs> um, so, so how, how is Jesus' suffering tied into our healing? By his stripes we are healed. You know, some people would say, well, you know, that's easy for you to say that we should do this and we should do that. But you're sitting up there in heaven and you're, and, you know, you're looking down and saying, oh, those poor people, you know. They keep stumbling and falling. Is that what Jesus did? Is that what, is that what he did with his mission on earth? You know, Philippians tells us that he came down lower than the angels. He came down to be a man and died even the death of the cross. So from that time... Jesus began to show to his disciples. This is Matthew 16, verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Isn't that amazing? Who's he suffering from? Here's the creator. He's got a church on earth. He's got the leaders of the church on earth. And they're going to make him suffer. And suffer many things, again, I'm reading from the middle of the verse, and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. Then we have Luke 9, verse 43 to 45. And they were all amazed at the majesty of God. But while everyone marveled at all the things which Jesus did, he said to his disciple, let these words sink down into your ears. Think he wants us to pay attention? Let these words sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. 
But they did not understand this saying, and it was hidden from them, so that they did not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask him about this saying. You know, we get to see, we get to look back and see what they didn't see, but you know, we're still looking ahead to the second coming, and there's things we don't see. And we need to be in the word, and we need to be asking for the Holy Spirit to fill us, to, to open our minds to the truth in the word that we don't see right now. Because there are things we may, you know, sometimes we pride ourselves as Adventists. We believe we understand more than many of the other Christian denominations. But each and every one of us is accountable. We're not, we're not to be followers after any individual like Doug Batchelor or Dwight Nelson. Or, um, we're, we're to learn what God's word is on ourselves. So, what have we learned? We've learned that Jesus' suffering was an important part of his gospel that was hidden from the world in biblical times. And it is the same part missing from most definitions of the gospel today. Jesus clearly and repeatedly said that his mission to free humanity included suffering along with dying for our sins and rising again. And Jesus' disciples clearly and repeatedly misunderstood what he said about his suffering to the point of not believing he would suffer and even rebuking him for talking about it. After his resurrection, while he's walking with those two men on the road to Emmaus, he said, Ought not, not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. So again, we've heard lots of times Jesus died for our sins and he rose again and that's our hope. But we haven't really concentrated so much on why did he do the suffering? If we knew he had to die, why, why not something quick? You know, Why the suffering? To whom, in Acts 1, verse 3, this is after Christ rose again, obviously, in its book of Acts, to whom... He also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So again, it says he presented himself alive after his suffering. So throughout the Bible, and there are many more verses. We uh, purposely didn't want to overload. But you will, you will find, if you're reading through the Gospels now, you will find so many different verses where you, you, you didn't really give that much thought. You just read right past it, you know. And we were talking about that Wednesday night uh, in our study Wednesday night, that uh, there's times that 
we've had a we've read a particular verse 20 50 100 times in our life and then all of a sudden something new comes to our, our mind that, that that we get a new truth out of it because the depths of God's truths are tremendous they we we won't know the depths of of all of God's word until we're living with them for a couple million years probably in in the the new earth um so we will continually learn at that time. Now, our story is Jesus' story. Jesus went through all this suffering so that you, in the different things that happened in your life, know that he went through it too. You see this list, alone, abandoned, and betrayed. If you'll open your Bibles to Matthew 26, I'm, I'm, Matthew 26 and Hebrews 2 are the only two places I'm going to ask you to open your Bible to. But in Matthew 26, verse 38, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says, then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Have you ever felt alone? He's asking his three closest friends, James, John, Peter, to just stay awake with him and watch with him. And what do they do? So as Jesus experienced being alone, Has Jesus experienced being abandoned? In the same chapter, let Matthew 26, verse 56. It says, But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. This is after the betrayal where Judas kissed him. So he was left alone while he's praying and asking for his friends to be with him. He was abandoned by all the, all the apostles after the, um, the soldiers took him. He was betrayed by one of his closest, 12. Have you experienced being alone? Have you felt abandoned? Have you felt betrayed by someone close to you? If you have, know this, that Jesus did too and he did it for you he was stripped naked maybe you had been some assaulted maybe you had been raped Jesus experienced being stripped naked and humiliated in front of everyone he was physically violated he was tortured. He was shamed and humiliated. Do you even remember when you were a child? You know, children, we tend to, um, we tend to make fun of other children. Do you remember how it felt as a child when you were made fun of? Jesus, as he's carrying the cross... 
he's being reviled against. They're saying all kinds of things, you know, save yourself, you know, and then when he's on the cross, come on down from the cross, you know. He was being ridiculed, shamed, humiliated. Have you ever been verbally or mentally abused? Have you grown up with a drill sergeant type father? <laughs> or, or is there someone in your life, you might have had a teacher somewhere in your life that was very much like a drill sergeant, right? Um, verbally and mentally abused. Was Jesus verbally and mentally abused? From Gethsemane through the cross, on the cross. Even the two thieves were reviling him at first. One of them all of a sudden recognized his divinity and had a change of heart. He saw that this man did nothing wrong. He saw that this man prayed for those who were persecuting him. So if you're struggling through life because of something happened in the past, and maybe you're the only one that even knows it, just realize that Jesus went through it too, and he's with you. So when he came down and went through all this suffering, it was like him coming down and saying, I know you've been unfortunate to be born on this planet that Satan has come and, and uh, started with his lies and, and destroying my character. But I want you to know that I'm with you. I'll be with you even to the end. Jesus wants us to know that he comes down and he's, he's right along a, a side of us and he has, um, he, has, he has died for us, but he's suffered for us. He, he suffered these same abuses that, that sometimes weigh us down our entire life. Sometimes it's not even known to us that some kind of abuse that happened as a child is still affecting the rest of our life. But if you can relate to Jesus, his story is our story. We all haven't suffered all of these abuses, but we all have suffered some of them. And when you realize that you're not alone, it does a wonderful thing. You know, when... Uh, when We've, we've had a series of, of uh, parents who passed away in the, in, the, in the last six months or so. I know of at least seven that lost their parents. And, and when Marilyn's mother passed away in November, she was surrounded by family and friends. A full night vigil, you know, and she passed away right at dawn. And there's something about having people with you that you didn't die alone so uh, if we can remember that there isn't any kind of suffering we went through that Jesus didn't the details would not be exactly the same but you can see this list and this list will speak to you there will be things in your life that um, that you can now know that Jesus loves you and he loved you so much
that he didn't desert you. He didn't desert this planet. He came down, and because love of because love involves choice, and because choice, when wrong choices are made, it just it just blossoms. It's like a hydrogen bomb, you know. It just one lie leads to another, as our children's story said. Um, one one bit of you know a loss of one person in a family can destroy the rest of the family. It, and uh, but Jesus is there with us. The very he uh, he was tempted to numb the pain. Have you struggled with alcohol abuse or or drugs or something trying to numb the pain? When Jesus was on the cross and they offered him the it was a mixture, but it had some kind of alcohol mixture to it. He wouldn't accept it. He was tempted. He was tempted he didn't sin, but he was tempted with all things. He suffered all things. He was, for, he was rejected and forsaken. All the, all the apostles left him. They forsook him, and we just read in Matthew 26. But he was resurrected. And because he was resurrected, we will be resurrected too. If we, if we continually go to Jesus when we're in these times of pain and suffering, when we realize that he did with us, that he's there with us, that, 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 he, that he loves us through it all, and that he is encouraging us, there will be a, the blessed hope, there will be a resurrection. In 1 Peter chapter 3, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. And then 2 Corinthians 13 verse 4, Paul tells us that he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. And we also are weak in him but we shall be with him by the power of God. His promise is always there at the end. The suffering is something that we all deal with. The, uh, we have good times, we have bad times, but we have some real, real low times. And Jesus had those real low times too. If you open your Bible to Hebrews, we're going to go through a number of verses. You'll see Paul has this theme through the book of Hebrews on Christ's suffering. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. And bringing many sons to glory to make the captive, 
Make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Because he suffered, he can relate to all the suffering we have. In that same chapter, verse 17 and 18, Hebrews 2, verse 17 and 18, it says, Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Back in verse 17 again, he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. And then 18, he himself has suffered. He can be merciful when we're in pain because he went through it and he understands. If you turn to chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We, have a high, we do not have a high priest who can, cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He's not only talking about our weaknesses for sin. He's talking about our weaknesses of being alone, being betrayed. All those different things that happen somewhere in our lives. Hebrews 5 and verse 8. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. He continually was in prayer to his father. They would say he would go off sometimes through the night praying. And he was struggling with his humanity. You know, in Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but thine be done. His human will. There's no way you can be prepared for the kind of torture he went through. Yet he did it because he loves you. He did it because he wants you to participate in that resurrection too. Keep your Bible open to Hebrews. I want to do this verse from John 14 here first. Um, It says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when we look on these things and 
it can get very depressing. We might be experiencing depression right now in our lives. But Jesus says, I went through it too. I was depressed. I felt abandoned by my friends. I felt abandoned by my father when he cried out, why have you forsaken me? I understand, but I was resurrected, and you will be resurrected too. So now in Hebrews um, 6, verse 11 and 12. It says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So Jesus is just asking us to be patient. Realize he went through these same sufferings as you are. That uh, his promises, sure, he wants to live with you eternally. It would be a shame if we let him do all that and we rejected him.